Hi, I'm Autumn. And I'm Bethany. And we are A to B Podcast, working on getting from point A to point B through simplicity, organization, and we hope some fun. <laughs> we need some fun. <laughs> Bethany. Yes. I mentioned on Insta Stories that I have been listening to That Sounds Fun podcast with Annie F. Downs because she had been in quarantine because she had... Oh, we have to back up. We are recording this one week into the stay-at-home order. Well, that was just for California. So just California's stay-at-home order. Okay. We released our last episode when we were talking about time mapping and everything. We had heard reports of the coronavirus, but it hadn't affected the U.S. as much yet, like so so widespread. Now, depending on when you listen to this, I mean, what we're going to talk about is what's going on right now. And I just thought we should give some sort of a, you don't, you don't think you don't think we need some sort of a... I was just jumping in straight to the fun part okay. because we're talking about fun. Because <laughs> I was going to say something fun that she recommended. Okay. I want to hear something that. So we're both at home. Yep. We're both at home. <laughs> And while you are at home, you have, I'm just trying to give context. Bethany, I get this. You are like a realist. This is what's going on. I am like, can we just jump straight to the silver lining? Because I don't have time for all this doom and gloom stuff going on. Well, go right ahead. Maybe I've been (laughs) on Twitter for a little too long. Go ahead. (laughs) Just for a little pick me up. I've been listening to the podcast. That sounds fun with Annie F. Downs. She has been in quarantine because she was in contact with somebody who had the coronavirus. So she's at a bachelor finale party. Did you know that? I did know that. Yes. (laughs) Because I've been listening to the podcast. I was like, really, of all places, right? Her friend is okay. Yes. And she is okay. She had been wearing a different color lipstick every day. And I thought, that sounds like a great idea. You mean that sounds fun? It does sound fun. So I'm on day three of a different lipstick color. And actually on her Insta story, she opened up her caboodle, like a little caboodle she had so many lipstick colors so many like weeks worth and I'm like who has that many lipstick colors and then you said you do yeah I have about two weeks worth so this sounds like it's fun but it's also a little bit of a quick tip because this is a great way to go through your lipstick and weed out the ones that you don't even need anymore (laughs) decluttering and having fun at the same time oh we may be a little cabin fevery Um, speak for yourself I am very rational about this situation So we just got an announcement. I'm a teacher and our school, originally they announced we were going to be closed for two weeks. And then we just got an announcement that it's going to be another month. I think the reason maybe I wasn't quite ready to jump into that level of fun <laughs> was because I have had a morning of, you know, being kind of sad about this. We we got the announcement last night and then this morning I recorded a message for my kids, my students, and I was just talking to them about how it's okay to feel sad about these things that you're missing, not being together as a classroom community. Some of the kids had things planned for spring break. And while these things might sound small or sound insignificant when you consider what's happening globally, it's like it's okay to feel sad. And I think giving yourself permission to say, you know what, I feel really sad that my library is closed, (laughs) you know? You have to remember, Autumn, I think I might be an extrovert. Really? (laughs) Okay. So I am used to interacting with so many people every day, not to mention just my classroom full of children, but all the teachers and the parents and hello, Trader Joe, hello, you know, and I feel like perhaps I get almost refueled by that 
this has been an exercise in (laughs) self-reflection. What do I need in order to keep myself well is what I'm saying. So you're saying a phone call with me just doesn't quite cut it. No. (laughs) What I would love more than anything right now is to get in my car and go drive down to your home in San Diego and work from your home for a week and just be around your bustling, busy girls. And I'm like, well, yeah, but we can't do that. So we got to do virtual. Um, You would like that for about six hours and then you'd be done. (laughs) You'd be like, "Mm, this is good. (laughs) Okay, I will share a photo in our show notes of my neighbors and I. We played Taboo across the hallway from each other. I live in a condo and they live next door. So like literally open our front door and there's their front door. And so we like set up a table and we played Taboo and it was amazing. I was like, people, interacting with people. I don't mean to be melodramatic. I just want to acknowledge that... You're not being melodramatic, Bethany, honestly. This is something that I'm realizing is a challenge for me. Yeah, and for a lot of people. So I'm sure a lot of people can relate. It's a struggle. You know what I did yesterday, though? What? A friend of mine is a personal trainer up in L.A., She's like, well, I can't train my clients, so I'm going to offer some Zoom classes. And I did it. She did these things called mountain climbers that I could not do. She did burpees, which I'd heard of, which I could not do. But it was okay because I just did modifications. It was actually kind of fun. There was like seven people on Zoom. and I was like, yeah, yeah. Like I was working out in my living room. I love this, Benny. This leads straight into our game for today. Our game. the game which top three can you not live without so this is in the same vein as that also found on instagram this is called this or that the coronavirus edition oh dear okay (laughs) i'm ready okay so you have to choose one or the other first one toilet paper stockpile or living on the edge you mean which one would you rather have well It involves going out to the store and hunting down toilet paper. So which one would you rather have? I guess I would be in the living on the edge camp because if the option is either that or stockpiling. I am not a stockpiler of toilet paper. Before I got married, I would just run out all the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to go pick up toilet paper. He likes to have one other unopened package on deck at all times. Yeah, waiting in the wings. So we have the open package we're currently using, and then we have one more in the cabinet. And that's it. That's all we have. Okay, so you're living on the edge, as would I. Although my friend did say her best investment ever is the bidet that she has, which she put in months ago. She's like, I just love my bidet. I'm like, I'm not quite ready for that. And apparently there's a bidet shortage anyway, but okay, I'm ready for the next thing. We're just going to pass on that one. (laughs) Would you rather stay the heck home or block party? We went on lockdown, but before the lockdown, like, would you be social distancing, but yet still talking with your neighbors? You did play taboo across the hall. I did play taboo. Yeah, I would love to do something where it's like, let's go have a picnic at the park where we're all, like parks are currently closed, but I would love to have like, let's spread out our picnic blanket so we have the appropriate, like 10 feet apart. Let's, Let's go 15. I am not taking this lightly. I mean, really spread out, but it's just that you're still outside. You're still getting some fresh air. You're still seeing people and vibing off each other, but you're distanced. Got it. I am happy at home, so we're fine with that one. <laughs> Next. Which, by the way, I'm staying home. I'm not doing that picnic. I, I... Right, right. You just have to choose between one or the other, so okay, we understand. Okay. <laughs> okay. Start a new hobby or Netflix. 
while you're thinking, I did borrow a jigsaw puzzle from a friend because I am not a puzzler. Let me just tell you, it's not going well. I started a little bit and then I'm like, I would rather be doing something else right now. (laughs) So although I did pick start a new hobby over Netflix, I need to keep looking because puzzling is not it. (laughs) One of the reasons I'm laughing is because I just completed a puzzle last night and felt very proud of myself. I know. I'm like, I was do something else that will actually have a result at the end of it besides just a puzzle you clean back up. Okay, there's something so satisfying. Like, I love putting on a podcast and doing a puzzle because you can actively work on a puzzle while at the same time listening. I guess I would choose a new hobby because I've been practicing my Spanish. I've been reading. I haven't done nearly as much Netflix as you would think. I haven't done much Netflix either. Okay, last question. Daily shower slash get dressed or living in your yoga pants all day every day well it's a combination because daily shower but then i put on like some comfortable clothes oh okay you're a balance i'm a balance because i'm doing like recordings for my students read alouds and then i'm also i zoomed with my kids which was really fun you could be nice on the top and yoga yeah pants exactly on the bottom. <laughs> in fact right now i'm wearing a work shirt but i have on like comfy pants I do think that the shower every day is very important or like the getting ready. I'm very consciously trying to keep up like a Monday through Friday, get up, get ready. Yeah. Energy. Have you been getting ready every day? Yes. Including lip. Oh yeah. Including your new lipstick Uh a day. My new lipstick. Ready is quotation marks ready. I'm getting presentable. I wouldn't say hopping in the shower every day. (laughs) Thank you for that game. You're welcome. We're going to talk about how to make a schedule when you really don't want to be on a schedule. You might be down a little bit and you don't feel like doing things. Like what are the chances we just did all this stuff on time mapping and we've been reading these books about time and managing your time. Then all of a sudden, hello, wide open day, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't have kids at home. So I know so many parents and teachers who are trying to work from home in addition to homeschooling. I can just imagine how hard that is. The other thing is it looks a little different because I teach kindergarten. So I'm not online as much as I think some of my teacher colleagues are. I think for me, it's been really important to make a schedule. If you already went into your time mapping, you kind of are able to make a schedule. But how about in times like this when you feel like, okay, I don't really need to be on a schedule. But then after a few days of not being on a schedule, you're like, this is not working out. So right. I think there's tons of resources of, okay, here's your schedule. Eight to nine, you do this. Nine to 10, you do that. There's tons of those out there. We can put one in the show notes, you know, one that I'm using, but we don't want to be on a schedule. What are some other strategies that you can use that help your day flow without being on a super tight schedule? Every school district is different, but I know some districts are asking their teachers to send out a more structured schedule. So I saw on Twitter this one mom had posted that she got a packet from her teacher. I don't know what school district this is. And it had like this outline of every hour was scheduled. And this mom was saying, this just isn't realistic for my family. I'm working from home. In addition to this child, I also have two other children. One's a toddler. Like I'm not going to be able to keep this schedule. I think school districts are probably having, they're really trying to balance this. How do we support this at home continued learning? But I think continuing learning can look all sorts of ways. Honestly, my perspective as a teacher, you truly, truly have to do what's going to work for your family. So a big thing for me right now has been encouraging parents to 
give themselves grace. You can engage with your kids around learning, but that's going to look different for every home, for every student. I'm glad you said this, Bethany, because I feel like that is true. Parents are like, okay, now I'm supposed to hit all these standards with my kids. It's important to take a step back and realize your learning doesn't have to look like a classroom learning. You could be out in the garden. You could be going on walks. I'm putting pressure on myself to keep my kids active and not be in front of the screens, but I'm not putting pressure on myself to start teaching my kids new concepts. You know, there's amazing routines and things that you can do at home that, you know, even if you're playing like shoots and ladders, you're counting, you're looking at numbers, you're, if you play Uno, if you, like you said, Autumn, you go plant something in the garden, if you just read together, if you say, I'm just going to make sure we read together every single day, and that my child is not on a screen for eight hours, that to me feels like a victory, Right. (laughs) you know, in talking about the schedule today, we are coming from a place of give yourself grace. We've got to figure this out as we go. Yes. Today we are looking at three different types of schedules that can help your day go a little bit smoother. So the first one is one step below a schedule. I'm sure you've heard of it before called time blocking. It's more of like a flow to the day instead of we do this right now. For example, you'd break up your day into three hour segments. So from like six to nine, that's going to look like my morning routine. That's going to look like breakfast. That might look like a walk outside. So it's a really low key, like these are the things that I want to get done from six to nine. And then from nine to 12, if you have kids at home, I'm thinking like that would be a perfect time to do like a creative time. And that could look different depending on your family. That could be an art project together. That could be them drawing that could be you outside um, digging in the dirt that could be play-doh you know it's just nine to twelve and maybe it would look like nine to eleven it's an active time for kids so you know that that would be your active time with them and then you would move to the next section which would be like 12 to 3 so that would be lunch nap if they take one quiet activities like reading or puzzles or something quiet and that's where you could take a minute to be fingers crossed, like take a minute for yourself to say, okay, this is when I need to recharge and what would I need to do during this time of the day to kind of recharge. And we'll have an example of this in our show notes too. Would that also be the time when you would say is the best time to like do schoolwork and that kind of thing too? For me, 12 to 3 is not a schoolwork time for me. When would be a school time Oh, that's up in the creative time, 9 to 12. Oh, okay. Because your learning time doesn't have to be this worksheet that you printed out from your printer that you're sitting down at the table working on with your kids. It can be a more fun, enjoyable time. Now, you can decide what you want that time to look like. But we're just saying, like, this is a general idea of how your day could flow, not necessarily having a schedule. And then from 3 to 6, it could be outdoors. And then 6 to 9 would be family time. You can go for a family walk. You can play games together. You can decide how your day flows. But instead of saying 10 to 11, we're doing this, it's a more relaxed version. So that's one example, time blocking. Now, if that still feels a little too structured for you, I know there's people who like to fly by their seat of their pants. I get it. So let's (laughs) give you a different option. Well, before you do, though, I want to say that I feel like that the time blocking is what's working best for me. Yeah. Because by Wednesday of last week, I was like, I need some structure. (laughs) I need to tell myself when to stop for lunch. I need to get outside and walk my dog. I need to get up and get ready. 
And then I have these windows of time, eight-ish to 11, when I'm available for my students and I'm trying to put together resources or contacting parents or whatever that might Mm -hmm. look like that day. And then lunchtime. And then whenever I finish lunch to two o'clock, it's that same. So I feel like those are these big time blocks for me that have helped me to be more grounded or at least a little more structured. Then I have that time for okay, I want to work on cleaning up or organizing. I want to read. I want to work on a project at home. I want to sit down on the couch and watch Netflix, you know. I need those kind of blocks of time for myself so that it doesn't become just this big, open, amorphous time blob thing. Then so I'm also not, well, I'm not going to sit on the couch and watch Netflix at noon because that's not what's happening during my day. Yeah. Because I don't want to get caught into that. I don't want to get sucked into some show because it's like, no, that's after school. So I really appreciate that option because I think it does give structure without being too, too structured. Yeah. Now, if that was too much structure, the next one is more for like a teenager. So this is something that I've used with my older daughter, who's 13, is not necessarily appreciating our (laughs) daily schedule. And this, I'm just calling it like the top three things for the day. And then they have the flexibility to decide when they're going to do them, but they have to be done before you get on a screen within reason. And then screen time is limited to this amount, whatever you decide. Like you need to write in a journal every day. You need to read for 30 minutes every day and you need to do this math program every day. The reason I like this for a teenager is it allows them to learn about when they work best and also Mm. learn an independence and so that they can learn kind of how to plan their day. Is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. But I would think of this open-ended day as a time for them to learn okay, today didn't go very well. Okay, tomorrow, let's try to put it right after I do breakfast. And then I'll have this amount of time to spend on a screen and I'll have this amount of time to just draw. If you do do the top three things for the day, I would give them the top three. And then I'd also put a limit. Okay, after you finish your top three, here's other things that you can do with the rest of the day. You can be on a screen for an hour. You can do this learning program with extra time. You can go outside. You can Skype with your friends. So you do have a schedule for afterwards, but these are the top three things. I really like that. And I think it also might reduce some of the battle. Like if you're trying to schedule out every hour for your kiddo, it could feel like a battle sometimes. It's just like, no, it's 10 o'clock. Now is math time, you know? No, you you guys have decided these are the things you got to get done. And when those are done, here are other options. Yeah. It feels... Just enough structure so that there's still some accountability, but that you're also giving them that agency and independence. I really like that. So the last thing we're going to talk about, it's kind of like a buffet. So you're brainstorming a list of different types of categories. So one would be like academic. So you would say this worksheet page that I printed out or this online program. And so you'd list out the things that they can choose from that are academic. Then you'd make another list of like creative, like crafts. So you'd make a list of crafts that could do Play-Doh or Legos or we have a rainbow loom or any type of creative thing. You'd make a list out of all the different creative options. We did painting rocks. That could be one of them. Watercolors. And then you make another list of outdoor activities they could do. Go for a walk, play bubbles. You can come up with these ideas just depending on what you guys like to do as a family. Another column might be games. So each day, 
you would have your flow to the day, but you also say, okay, right now you're picking out one thing from the academic time to do. It's almost like centers, like you're going to go pick one thing from this list of activities that you can do. Now, if you have three kids, this might sound a little overwhelming of like everybody's choosing something different. So you kind of want to have an academic time. Okay, choose one thing from this list of academic. Okay, here's our creative time. Choose one list from these creative options. It makes me think of balance too. You really are saying you want your days to be balanced and to say every day we're going to get some academic, some creative, some physical, some, you know, it's, it is like centers. You're going to make sure you have a little bit of each in your day. No matter what time it is, you're going to have a little bit of each. Yeah. And plus it again gives kids choice. Yeah. So this might not work with kindergarten and younger or first grade and younger this might work for better for like mid elementary but you could also have it be their top three things for the day so before you do screen time you need to choose one academic thing to do you need to choose one creative thing to do you need to go outside so you have a list of things that they need to get done before I mean I know we're talking about screen time but that's what they automatically want to go to so building in those other options first is what you want to think about. Okay, you have a daughter who's in kindergarten and then two that are in middle school. What have you found that's been working best for you? Are you doing a combination of these? Oh, Bethany, we have a schedule and it's posted on the refrigerator. <laughs> so you're more of a fourth option even of where you have a more structured schedule. We've been talking about that in our time mapping part one and time mapping part two. This was an option for people who feel like this rigid schedule feels like a little too much. Basically, I just modified somebody else's schedule and made it fit our family. And I can put a copy of that into the show notes. So I like that because we're talking about this range from a schedule where you do have 9am is this 10am is this, where you have it more regimented and more structured, all the way to this option of, hey, here are your top three, get them done at some point today before you make these other free choices. And our schedule uses this concept of list. So now is our academic time and choose one of these things. Sometimes I tell them what to do and sometimes they choose it. However, I do keep our schedule, though, very free-flowing, in my opinion. Maybe not in other people's opinion. But last Friday, just nobody was feeling it. And so we just didn't do school. It's not like we spent the whole day on screens, but we just... We read, we painted rocks. It wasn't a forced, hey, we have to do our schedule right now because that's what we've decided to do. It was a, okay, let's just take a break for today. And it's okay. Uh, Another thing that has really helped, I don't usually have things on my refrigerator, Bethany, but my daughter had this whiteboard and I took it as my own and put it on the refrigerator. And I've been listing out what we're having for breakfast, lunch, and then what's available for snack. I have enjoyed having that on my refrigerator so much. Kids are not asking me, what are we eating? What's next? What can I have to eat? Check the whiteboard. I feel like a lunch lady. Look at the menu. (laughs) Because we've talked about this in our summer episode, episode 18, and we'll have links to those in our show notes, adbpodcast.com slash 84. Our summer episodes talk about the importance of not having it feel like everybody's eating all day, which can really happen easily with kids. They want to just snack all day. And adults. And adults. Very true. (laughs) I've definitely had to remind myself, it's not lunchtime yet. You're fine. (laughs) So having these things that are already set, this is what we're having to eat today. Don't ask me any more questions about it has been really helpful. I want to just also say, because there's tons 
well, maybe just because it's everybody who I follow on social media, there's tons of decluttering schedules like clean out this today and clean out that today. Let me just tell you, if you have kids at home, you don't need to be decluttering right now. It's okay. I am not cleaning out (laughs) anything in my home right now. Things can just be paused for a little bit because this is a special amount of time. Don't feel like you need to go organize your house. Yeah. I think it's really important that not only are the adults adjusting, but the kids are adjusting too to be open and available to have those sad moments and have the moments when you just need to stop, not stress out about schoolwork, not fight with your kids and go for a walk or whatever that looks like for your family. So we are just here to encourage you to find a schedule that works for you. Don't put tons of pressure on yourself to get all these things done. I know I don't have extra time to start organizing my house. And that's okay. Hopefully we've given you some ideas that you can try out and see what works for you. And if you try one version, if you try the more structured schedule today and then tomorrow you say, okay, let's try the list and then you find somewhere in between that's going to work or yesterday it worked and today it doesn't, it's okay. We we get to keep trying. Mm-hmm. That is true. And if you found something that you like that worked for you that you want to share with us, we would love to hear what you try and what what you're enjoying using for your family. Because again, this is... We're all in this together, so we gotta we gotta share ideas when That's they right. work or when they don't work. <laughs> you can email us hello at awpodcast.com or you can leave us a voicemail, 858-480-space, 858-480-7722. You can also find us on social media at A to B Podcast. Although Bethany, it has been hard for me to get on there, let me tell you. I've been busy. <laughs> We hope that you and your family and your friends, your loved ones are staying safe, staying healthy, staying connected in however that looks for you via social distancing. We also hope, we also hope that you will share this episode with somebody that maybe is navigating this right alongside with you. If you're happy that you found this episode or you found this show, hopefully you know somebody who will also be happy to hear our show. And if you haven't yet, please do head on over to iTunes and leave a review. It's a great way for others to find the show and it also really makes our day. Thank you for all those reviews that have been left so far, really. Yes. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. Bye. You know what hasn't been working for me? Buying cookies. What do you mean, buying cookies? Oh, you bought too many cookies? No, just one box. I bought a box of cookies and I go to school. The cookies are not with me. Maybe I took two Mm -hmm. for my lunch. Yeah. Maybe I took three, but then they're not with me all day. I'm able to think about other things. Yeah. But when I had this box of cookies in my kitchen, it was like, "Mm, I'll just get up from this project and go have a cookie. And then I went back and "Mm, I'll just go have another cookie. And this is just saying, I'm not going to judge myself, but I'm also going to recognize that currently while I'm at home purchasing my favorite type of cookie and having it in the kitchen, even if it feels like a comfort food, I don't need that distraction right now. I understand. (laughs) We baked chocolate chip cookies on one of the first days that the kids were at home. Those went fast. Let me tell (laughs) you. And I don't think there's anything wrong with cookie consumption. I am just saying that for myself, I'm realizing you know what, if I want to do like a comfort food or something, then I'll buy a cookie. I'm not going to buy this box of cookies because I didn't feel so great after eating a box of cookie (laughs) in a day and a half. And I don't mean my self-esteem. I mean my stomach.